0: Does it feel good? My name is Greg Knowlton, and you are listening to Two Minutes for Podcasting, the hockey talk home right here on the network, brought to you by the Podcast Precinct. And as always, our shows here from the Precinct are sponsored by Fat Man's Pizza on Niagara Falls Boulevard, Oogie Games in Niagara Falls specifically, and the new sponsor here at the Precinct is Buffalo Sense. And you can find them at www.buffalosense.com. Uh, check out their August scent. I believe it is something th- time. I'm going to check. I had it right in front of me and I literally just hit the button to go back. This is not, um, you know what, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with messing up. Uh, I will restart an episode a hundred times to get the start going. But this was—it's all fine, and I was right. It is Forest Time, and it is spelled T H Y M E. It's not Thyme. Anyway, this is a hockey podcast, not a seasonings podcast. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I'm so excited for um, the return to play. I got to watch a bunch of the exhibition games. Um, I was in. Lake George over the weekend, so I didn't get to watch as many of the playoff games. Um, we Saturday, we celebrated my wife's birthday. Sunday was actually her birthday, and we were driving back. Um, so I, I didn't want to mess with trying to connect to the games and listen to them um, because, honestly, the internet was not great. Even my Pandora wasn't working. So I did go back and watch a lot of the games. Um, and it is weird. I, I don't know if it's this this... Uh, podcast, or if it's just missing the game so much, um, or just wanting sports, but I'm a lot more impartial, I found myself. I hold a lot of like extreme biases against certain teams. Um, those teams included are Philly and Toronto, and I find myself cheering for both those teams this year. Um, f- Toronto especially, they're my pick this year. I, I-, I said it um, at the on the first episode that I want Toronto to win it all, I really do. I would love to see them make it to the regular playoffs, the seven-game series, um, and, and then make it to the Stanley Cup and win the whole thing. I don't know what it is. I think they have a young, great team. Um, I'm really excited for them. And, and again, in the honor of Eddie Shack, I think it'd be great to win, and I want to see a cup back in Canada. It's been a really long time. I think it's almost been 27 years since they've had a cup in Canada. Um, so I think that'd be cool. NHL Network, though, won't let me watch Toronto games. The region stuff is all messed up. I don't get it. Um, I don't understand why there's still even blackouts right now with no fans. Like Colorado fans can't watch the Colorado Avalanche play. I I don't understand. Why are we doing blackouts? There's no fans. Let's just show people the games. Um, I love that NHL Network did the cheaper pass. It's five bucks. Um, It's awesome. I, I love it. But Let's lift these regional bands during all this. Like, I get it. It's for the TV stations, blah, 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 blah. But, like, Toronto? I'm in Buffalo. It's two and a half hours away. Come on. Come on. Give me Toronto games. <laughs> Not many Buffalo people really want to watch Toronto play, so just let me just let me have it. Anyway, hockey talk is what we are here for. Um, my questions from the initial podcast were answered. Um, I said, Will the games be rough and tough? Will we get a lot of body play? Will we get a lot of hitting? Um, Are the refs going to be more strict? No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, Or yes, 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 no. Something like that. We got a ton of... These were some of the hardest-hitting games in a long time. Um, We had fights right away in the exhibition games. Now, NHL is not highlighting those fights. Like, um, when you used to watch recaps fights used to be part of the recaps now they're not you have to actually like look through the penalties if you're like looking through the recaps and going like oh there was a fight oh there was a fight okay but they won't like put it in the main game like they used to they're not celebrating it um i even watched one of the exhibition games they cut away the second a fight started come on now it's hockey come it's rough and tough I still want to. I got excited when the one game, when the announcer started yelling and screaming and like getting pumped about the fights. Um, Give me that. That's what I want. And I know violence, blah, 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 blah. It's sports. Like, and if we want to cut out violence, like it's all over TV, why take it out of sports where it's like brotherly violence? Like they're going to punch each other in the face, like I said last week, and then they're going to hug and shake hands at the end of the game. It's part of the game it's just as much part of the game. Like it fighting is just as much part of hockey as it is USC. It sounds weird, but it's the truth. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's my, my thoughts on, on the fighting. Uh, but it's great. It's great to see hockey back. Like the, there's a ton of fights in the corner. We're seeing these scrappy teams. Um, and I, I'm not going to go over the exhibition wins and, and losses. Um, I think they matter for momentum. I do. I think it gives um, teams a good feel of this new weird situation they're in. But I don't think it's a huge... like. I, I think these are more important. I think these stats right here are more important. I don't want to just be shouting stats at you the whole time either. Um, but yeah, the exhibition games were really fun. What I will say is the arena looked great. I think it... It looked really awesome. Um, I think they did a great job at making it like a neutral zone. They spent a ton of money on those tarps and light boards, but it looks good. I love the 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 look of it all. I love the boards all lighting up in the background. Um, I think it gives players something at least some somewhat to like get hyped by and be excited without the fans. They're doing the pre-recorded crowd noise, like a lot of the sports are, um, which I I like and I don't like. I think it's important for the fans. Sometimes it sounds silly, but or not important for the fans. Important for the players. I think they need that, you know, like it's weird. It just feels like pond hockey when you score and then no one's cheering. And in the NHL, I, I just think that hype is part of it. Like momentum is a huge part of the game. It changes a ton when you can score and get the crowd behind you. Um so I, I like it. I think Philly did a really funny thing with the um, they had a zoom call and these people were like decked out in th- Philly orange with gritty, like stuffed animals and all this stuff. Um, but I cracked up cause they got scored against and they cut over to the zoom call and all of the fans were just like dead face staring at the camera. Like you son of a guns, why are you? And like, they cut over to that, like, and they all looked so defeated. Uh, but it was fun. And I, I think more teams should do that. I keep saying, do the zoom call. Uh, why not? You know, have people pay a little extra to get into the zoom call um, and have their face featured on TV. If you really want to, it doesn't have to be a lot. I, I think it could be cool. I think if you don't want to put it towards the league, um, put it towards a charity, do something. I think it could be fun. Do the local charities for each team, um, and get your face in the zoom call. Some of the teams might be doing that. It might not be every team though. Um, but Philly might be, I think Florida might be as well. Um, but it's cool. It's it's fun. I, I, as I watch more games live, I'll probably see it more. But yeah, so I'll, I'll start right away. Saturday um, playoffs kicked off in a big way. We have Hurricanes versus the Rangers. Hurricanes are now up in this series one to nothing with a three 2 win um, with Jacob Slavin with a very early goal. Senchukov with a crazy bounce. Uh, I he like. It bounced off someone's shoulder up and into the net. And then uh, Marty Nikas with a great tip. Uh, On the Rangers side, uh, Zbigniew with another beautiful tip. Um, Puck was shot, and I believe he got his stick out just enough to tip it to the right where the goalie cheated left. Um, And it was just just a really solid goal. And then Mark Stahl also scoring for the Rangers. Alex Georgiev... Um, between the pipes for the Hurricanes with 26 saves. I want to say this. Rangers lost. Lundquist had 34 saves. 34 saves in net. Uh, I believe one of the Hurricane Hurricanes' goals were... No, yeah. Yeah, so out of 37 shots, he made 34 saves. I was making sure one of them wasn't an um, empty netter. He wasn't even supposed to play. It was supposed to be uh, Shosturkin, but he was unfit for the Rangers, so they put Lundqvist in. I'm sorry, man. Like 34 saves, and you lose your team needs to step up. He should not have to be taking that many shots. Um, and they were only put only 26 shots were put on Georgiev. So going forward, if um, the Rangers want to get back in this series, they they need to step up. They need to make sure Lundqvist is taking some less shots, and I think Lundqvist needs to stay as the starter. Um, they, like I said, they were going to start uh, Shostakin, but with a game like that, like even though it was a loss, that was not Lundqvist's fault at all. That he, had, some of his saves were incredible. He had a beautiful glove save. Um, he was just on fire, but you can only stop so many of those, especially when your team's not putting them on the net on the other side. So. So I don't blame Lundqvist at all for this loss, and I think they definitely they definitely need to step up. I think he stays as the starter, um, and and they're gonna need to do something big to get back in this. It sounds so weird because it's well, a five game qualifier, one game down in, um, you know, in regular playoffs, you still have three games before you lose. If you really think about it, you only have two games now in this, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if they are unable to win again. The Hurricanes are in striking distance, match point at any time. So now it's two and oh. Even if you can win one, they are right there. It's like it, you go under so much quicker. Um, so that first win is super important. So I think they definitely need to step up there. Next game, high scoring game, really surprised me. Uh, you'll see a weird trend of like high score and super low scoring games in this. Um, more high scoring games than I expected. But Chicago versus Edmonton, Chicago wins six to four, um, 10 goals scored across both teams, Chicago going up in the series, obviously with Dylan Strom scoring from behind the net. Um, it was a beautiful behind, behind the net shot. He bounced it right off the butt of the Edmonton goalie, um, Mike Smith, I believe, was in net for Edmonton. Um, another goalie with thirty-six saves—thirty-six saves out of forty-two shots. Again, these goalies, man, they're playing hard. And there was a spider on my computer. They're playing hard, uh, standing on their heads. And I'm—I'm I, I, going to say it now. I was going to wait till later. Um, one of the things is the goalies looked incredible through this whole series. There's so many shots on net. Um, and the goalies are just doing a really great job at fielding them. They, they look awesome. I don't know what it is. Uh, I have more to say about the, the play, and I'll, I'll hold on it because I want to get through a lot of the, the rundowns of all the games. But uh, Jonathan Taves with two goals, uh, Brandon Saad scoring, and Dom Kubelik scoring two goals as well for Chicago with Edmonton. Uh, McDavid only had one goal, but he did have two assists. Dry stall scoring, Neal scoring, and Nugent Hopkins as well. Um, It was Edmonton struck first super early on this, Um, but then Tave scores off a wraparound pass as well. Um, They were playing a ton from behind the net, they had a goal and an assist from behind the net for Chicago. So that's huge. Um, and it's also awesome that Chicago scored six times because I got to hear my favorite goal song a ton. I love Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. Um, and so hearing that song over and over again, it's such a goofy goal song, but I love it. If, you know, if the Fratellis are listening, which they're not, it'd be really cool to have that as our intro song for this show, but they'd probably make me pay lots of money anyway. Uh, but yeah, Mike Smith having a great game Ben the net. Now, here's the low-scoring games. We had New York Islanders versus Florida. It was only a 2-1 to one game with the Islanders going up. Um, J.G. Pagu and Anthony Ballville scoring for the Islanders and uh, Huberto scoring for Florida. I didn't have too much to say about that game. I didn't watch too much of it. Uh, that was one I just got the, re- the recaps of. Um, but, yeah, Islanders are up. Um, actually surprising. Florida looked really good out of the gates. It was a low scoring game. Um, they were skating super hard, but again, they, they went down. I think I think Florida still comes back. I'm going to say that now. I think they turn this around and make this a three to one series. Um, if not, if, if Rangers go up two to nothing, I think it's the Rangers series at that point, you know, but um, I do think Florida turns around and wins the next three games straight. Canadians versus Pittsburgh. Canadians win 3-2. With, uh, I apologize in advance for pronouncing names wrong. They're hard. (laughs) And I I know some of them pretty well, but not as well as I would like. Uh, Jesperi scoring. Jesperi kota scoring the first goal for the Canadians. Nick Suzuki picking up that second and Petrie scoring the third and final goal, uh, Pittsburgh Crosby scored a goal and Brian Rust, Carey Price had a huge save in the third period, um, had he not been where he was, I believe Crosby took the shot on net, uh, and Carey Price got just his glove on it very quickly, very impressively, uh, had they not, Pittsburgh would have won the game, that's, it's 100%, um, because it did go into overtime with Petrie scoring in overtime, and th- there was so much, so many lucky breaks in this game. Um, I believe this was the game that yeah they got a they actually got Montreal. Pardon me, Montreal got a penalty shot um, because of some just lazy play by Pittsburgh. If a, if a player is skating ahead and like you stop skating and just wrap your stick around them come on, take those two extra steps and lift their stick up, uh, put the body on them, do something, because they almost lost the game because of that. And they ultimately did, but that would have been horrible if they lost because of lazy hockey. Um, it's just I'll harp on that a lot. Um, you'll hear me, that's one of my like pet peeves is lazy hockey. If your feet stop moving and someone beats you, it's your fault. That's how I feel. <laughs> anyway, Calgary versus Winnipeg. Calgary score, uh, winning 4-1. to one. That one actually surprised me. I was expecting this to be a closer game, um, but Calgary ran away with it. Uh, Andrew Kopp being the only person to score for Winnipeg, with Johnny Goudreau scoring for Calgary, as well as Tobias Reuter, Mikel Backlund, and Andrew uh, Margia-Pene scoring in an empty net. I think it's Pena. It might be Pene like the pasta. Uh, but yeah, Calgary taking this one 4-1. to one. I think those big lead wins are huge in playoff play, because now um, Winnipeg goes into Game Two with this like cloud over their head of man they beat us by three goals. That sounds silly, but it's huge in hockey. I think that's one of the big things I love about um, ho- hockey playoffs is when you win in in other sports. Um, I think you know like a football playoff. Um, when you win, you win hockey, you got to work for it. But a lot of it is mind games, um, beating the other team so bad that they are in their heads. And they have to overcome that. They have to overcome these big losses. Be like, we just got crushed by this team. Now we have to come back and beat them. Um, that's difficult. And it shows the mental toughness of hockey players to put that game away, take the series is zero to zero. That's what I was always told as a player's kid, is like, the game's zero to zero, or the series is zero to zero. Um, get out there, and play like it's a new game, and that's what they have to do. And that is difficult. That that four to one will sit in the back of some of their minds, especially their goalies. Um, when when they're scored on that much, it does sit in the goalie's head. The first goal will get to them. Um, so I think that's gonna that's a huge factor in these games. Um, if teams can win these first first games or so, it makes it a lot harder for anyone to come back, especially with the shorter turnaround time of just two games of just, you know, three games and it's over compared to four. So I think winning these second games for the teams that went under is huge. Um, and so I did speak wrong in the first episode. I got mixed up with – I actually named all the things right, uh, all of the the playoff rounds, the qualifier rounds. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm wrong. And I started naming, like, Boston, I think. And I was like, oh, these are round-robin games. Oops. So <laughs> um, anyway – Round Robin on Sunday kicked off Philly versus Boston. Philly beating Boston 4-1. to one. Boston are studs? I, I'm, I'm going to say it straight out. Um, Boston is a lot of people's picks. I've been doing some polls on Facebook. Uh, if you go to the Two Minutes for Podcasting Facebook, you'll see me um, asking who you think is going to win the qualifiers, who's moving forward, um, or who's going to move forward as the first seed in the, their round-robin play on the East and West, um, and Boston was one of the overwhelming answers on the East side. They got beat by Philly 4-1. to There was not an ugly goal on the side of Philly. Every single goal Philly scored was absolutely gorgeous. Um, they skated hard for them, and they made them work. Mike Roffle, Nate Thomas, Felipe Myers, and Scott Lawton all putting the puck in the back of the net for Philly. Um, I actually didn't write down the Boston score. Oops. <laughs> um, and Halak made twenty five saves for twenty nine. Like again, no slouch. Good goaltending. Um, not as many shots as some of the other other teams, but he still was playing decent. Boston just couldn't find the back of the net for for Philly. Um, Carter Hart looked. Like a hundred bucks, a million bucks, a $1, thousand dollars, a hundred grand, candy bar. Uh Carter Hart looked great. He looked really good for for Philly. I will say this. Um, Boston started halak instead of Tuca rask. Should they have started Tuca rask? Does it matter in round robin play? Um, I think so. I think that first seeds seed spot is nice. I think um giving yourself Hopefully a little easier time, um, giving yourself some time off is important. I don't know if Boston's super worried about it. I will say from watching these playoffs games, um, even the low seeds look pretty good. Any team that makes it through these qualifiers is a threat to any team in the round robin. That's how I personally feel. Um, every team looks great. So I think you put all your eggs in the basket. I know they were probably trying to get Halak some starting time, um, but I think they, they guaranteed themselves a loss here because Philly just looked great. Um, they were just on fire. They were, they were buzzing, as has been being said, across every single game on the NHL network. Um, but Boston also gave away the puck 10 times, and Philly straight up took away the puck nine times. So possession was a big issue for Boston and why Philly was able to put the puck in the net so many times. Um, one of the one of the goals char got tripped up right at the blue line puck was picked up and put in the back of the net possession you know the if the team that has the puck for longer is going to score more goals more likely right uh that's my john madden hockey fact um you know just that straight up it's just the facts it's just the fact unless the goalie's standing on his head uh, but usually you know you, you need to be careful of those giveaways and takeaways it's just a big part um you know, bad passes in the in the neutral zone, um, holding on to the puck too long. All of that will result in losing the game. It really does. And Philly took advantage on every single mistake Boston made, and they made a lot, Boston. Uh, I talk hockey too long, and I start to get an accent. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so that's, you know, Philly takes that round-robin game. And then we have... Where are my notes? Sorry, my notes are all over the place. There we go. Uh, Colorado versus St. Louis. Colorado winning 2-1. to one. St. Louis scores David Perron. Very early power play goal. Um, but Ryan Graves putting in a third period goal to tie it up. It was super ugly. Uh, he whiffed on the puck. And then, but here's the thing. It was ugly but pretty at the same time. He whiffed super hard on a pass. Um, fanned. It was awful. He kept moving his feet. He didn't put his head down. Um, moved the puck forward and put it in the back of the net. Even though he fanned on the shot, it actually worked in his favor. And he was able to to stay, uh, stay with it. Pick up that garbage, in the words of Coach Bombay, uh, and put it in the back of the net which led for huge huge play. Nazim Kadri with 0.01 seconds left puts the puck in the back of the net for Colorado to win the game, keeping it from going into overtime. It was the the reviews were stressful, but man, the the effort again Hustle, 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 hustle. He didn't stop skating with the buzzer right there and still put the puck in the back of the net uh, and wins the game for his team and moves his team forward in the round robin with a win under their belt. Both goalies looked great. Gruber with 32 saves and Binnington with 36 saves. Standing on his head for St. Louis. They couldn't put the puck in the back of the net until the third period. And again, it was hustle, um, lucky bounces, and hard skating that won them the game. There was nothing pretty about this win for Colorado, uh, but it was a win regardless. Sunday playoffs moving forward: Arizona versus Nashville. Arizona beating Nashville four to three. I actually did. Uh, I hope I called this. I think Arizona does win this um, this whole series. But I thought it was. I think I thought it was going to be a tight series, and I was right. Both teams, both goalies looking amazing. Darcy Kemper with 40 saves and Pekarinen with 33. Again, what I've been saying about these goalies, these are high shot numbers. And that's still crazy. 36 shots on net for Pekarinen and 44 for Darcy Kemper. Or I think I switched, switched that around. 43 shots for Darcy Kemper and 37 for Pekarinen. and they made 40 and 33 saves. Come on. Like (laughs) these poor goalies are working their butts off and it's only the first game of qualifiers. (laughs) But we had um, Oliver with a super weird bounce. It actually bounced off Duchesne's uh, shoulder for Arizona. Phil Kessel with a super early goal. Um, Clayton Keller and Grabner putting in a goal in the second period. Nashville had Felipe Forsberg or Philippe Forsberg scoring two goals and Ryan Ellis with one on their side. Um, Both teams look great. Again, the goaltending was amazing, um, but they were not able to pick it up. And Arizona did walk away with this one. um, And and I think that's huge for Arizona. I think they have a fire lit under their butts and they see the cup um, going forward. They're another team I'd be fine with seeing go all the way. Um, I think it's just because I haven't seen him in a while, like Arizona and the wild too, both those teams I've been cheering for, um, because it's been a while since they've seen, you know, high level playoff play since they've made it very far, um, won a conference and made it all the way to this cup. Moving on. The blues beat the Toronto, uh, beat the Maple Leafs two to nothing. I was very sad (laughs) As as I've been harking on the Toronto Maple Leafs this whole time. Um, Atkinson scoring, and then Alice Wein- Alex Weinberg putting in an empty net. Uh, Toronto's goaltending looked great. It really did. Anderson with 33 saves. He was only scored on once. The other goal was an empty netter. Um, and Corpozzola had a huge save on Matthews that could have tied up the game uh, and possibly took it to overtime. These This was a really tight game. I, I, I say 2-0. It was 0 until the end of the or until the third period. So two full periods without score, um, with twenty-eight and thirty-three goal or shots. Sorry, twenty-eight and thirty-five shots on net. Man, like again, I, these goalies. This has been a huge defensive series. Uh, I think defense. A lot of the goals have been scored from the point um, throughout this playoffs. A lot of the I've, recaps I've been watching, I've seen a ton come from the point and the goalies just look great. But, uh, Toronto just needs to find the back of the net. That's it. They do. And I think, um, if they can put a couple more on Corpizola, if they can take a little pressure off Anderson, they might win. Um, I really, I really don't want to see them go down in the first qualifier. I don't, I want to see him make it to the playoffs. Um, They have a ton of weapons. They were putting a ton of shots on net. And I think I, no, I did this right. Uh, Corpozola getting a shot out, but they were all over. They just, the goalie was just on fire. And they just, they just got to get those lucky bounces sometimes. That's what it's all about. It's not about pretty goals, it's just finding the other team's skate or catching a stick just right or like Colorado, bouncing it off someone's butt um, and getting those goals. Uh, it wasn't Colorado, but anyway, um, it's just getting lucky sometimes. Better than just having a pretty goal. Um, garbage goals are still goals. Wild versus Vancouver, the Wild winning three to nothing. Uh, I was actually pretty surprised by this, but I'm I'm cool with it. Fiala with a th- three seconds um, goal into the power play. Three seconds into the power play, puts the puck in the back of the net. Spurgeon also with a power play goal and an empty netter um, basically s- story is Vancouver needs to stay out of the box uh, if they want to win they got to stay out of the box they had a ton of penalties and wild capitalized on every single one of them um, Mark Fiala his or Kevin Fiala mark why did I write mark Kevin Fiala's name was all over the broadcast. And he always had the puck on his stick. He was always taking shots on that. He was a force to be reckoned with. Um, ama- like, all over. Amazing to hear. Uh, he is definitely a stud for for the wild. Um, Markstrom had a huge save against Fiala and Eric Saul with 26 saves. Um, he... Probably could have had you know a bigger. Uh, they probably could have had a bigger lead had he not made that save. They would have went four and zero instead of three and zero. But Alex Stalock with a thirty one save shutout, big game for him. And there was a, what I was talking about with the rough and tough. There was a fight one minute uh, and nineteen seconds into this fu- this game. One minute and nineteen seconds they set the tone immediately, dropped the gloves, uh, and just duked it out. Huge. I think that shows what these guys want. Uh, every single one of these games, goalie play, forwards, this was inspired hockey. That is the best way to say it. I think we talk about um, hockey a lot where, oh, players make a lot of money, so they just don't look like they're skating hard. I think you hear that a lot. You, you just hear like, they're just kind of like playing for the paycheck. The the passion and the love of the game is missing sometimes. I think this time off did these teams well. I think the passion is back. I think the love of the game is back. Man, was this fun to watch. The sound of the skates ripping up that ice um you know the the puck moving around without a crowd you can hear everything and it was so so much fun to watch, so much fun. Um, I'm excited for today's games. I think this is some of the best hockey I've watched in years. Um, even without like you know local teams, even without the Buffalo Sabers or um, my team, the Devils in the in the playoffs. Um, and I'm sure other people can feel the same way. Even without your teams in, these have been just. It's just such a fun. Group of games already right off the bat. Um, the announcers are super into it. The players just seem to be having a good time. This is like professional pond hockey because they are they're playing like professionals. The teams look great. Like I said, I'm gonna hark on the goalies a ton. They looked amazing. Every single goalie looked great. Um, I don't think there was a goalie that looked bad. But you know, even the teams that had a ton of goals scored against them still had a ton of saves. So. This has just been some really great hockey to watch. Um, it has reignited the love for me. This this made this podcast so much easier. Um, I've been super excited to record all weekend. Every time I watch a game, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I started. I started this at the perfect time, because these qualifiers have been insane. Today, August third, as at the time of my recording. Um, This will either be released a little bit later today, or this will be released on Tuesday. So some of these games may be irrelevant, but I will cover um, Monday's games. Rangers and Hurricanes meet for Game 2 at noon Eastern. Jets and Flames at 2.30. Canadians and Penguins at 8. And Blackhawks and Oilers at 10.30. Round Robin games, we get the Stars versus the Golden Knights. In the West, super excited for this game. Uh, this game starts at 6.30. And then the Capitals in the Lightning in the East at 4 um, o'clock. Both round-robin games I'm actually pumped to watch today. Uh, I will be on the road for one of them, but I will be listening to it regardless. Tuesday's games, Panthers and Islanders meet for Game 2 at, again, noon Eastern. Coyotes and Predators at 2.30. Jackets and Maple Leafs at 4 Flames and Jets at 6.45, Hurricanes and Rangers at 8, and the Wild and Canucks meet at 10.45 Eastern. Wednesday, we get Islanders and Panthers at noon Eastern, Predators and Coyotes at 2.30, Penguins and Canadians. Game three, these are all game threes, um, 8 p.m., Oilers and Blackhawks at 1030. And then we get a round robin game between the Lightnings and Bruins and the Avalanche and the Stars. Um, That's as far as I'm going to cover. Everything else is to be determined at this time. Keep an eye out. I may be doing two episodes a week. I may do a weekend recap and a week recap. So keep an eye out for a Friday episode possibly. Um, I haven't decided you can let me know. Um, if you think I should do that, if you think I should do a weekend and a weekly recap, uh, let me know. Go to the Two Minutes for Podcasting podcast. Leave a comment. Um, maybe just Facebook message me. Tell me to record twice. Um, I will do it. I, I'm, I'm actually very okay with that. I'm pretty excited to be doing this podcast. Uh, but thanks for listening. That is everything I have for you today. So until next time, That's two minutes for podcasting. Get to the box. You're probably thinking, who is this talking and what is it for? Well, I'm here to let you know that. My name's Anthony, and I'm the host of the Vinyl Divers podcast at the BICBP Network. On Vinyl Divers, I like to break down my favorite albums, listen to vinyl, and most importantly, talk music. Whether it be a classic rock album one week, and then a deep dive into some punk history the next, one thing that's certain is we're always going to have a good time. So hit subscribe, dim the lights, and let's get diving.